0: The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What do they have in common? John Hughes. With today's movie, The Kissing Booth, John Hughes is with us spiritually, as the filmmakers here want to give us the same kind of effervescent energy that those movies had. It even has Molly Ringwald. But does it work? Well, probably not. This one stars Joey King, and it's about, well, a kissing booth, but also rules between friends and big muscular men who ride motorcycles and wear leather jackets and go to Harvard, too. It hasn't really been thought out from the script process, but we do our best to take a look at the film, and we hope you enjoy it, and if you didn't enjoy it, hopefully you enjoy our take on it. It's The Kissing booth.
1: And welcome back again to a gentleman's guide to rom coms. I am, as always, your faraway host here in Atlanta, Kelly McCurless, and it is, and and with me is my co-host, a bleh, a bleh, a bleh, a bleh, Ryan Graves.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. That was a strange kind of uh, thing you did there for your intro. That's that's uh, pretty crazy.
1: I said I would do the intro, and I meant it. I um, I'm broken. You're... I'm broken right <laughs> now. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it until I started talking, but yeah, the mouth, I don't work a very good right now. I'm glad that you're far away in Atlanta, even though to a lot of
0: our listeners that you're actually closer to other people. It's like, it's all Because you don't relative. want to be in you're the far, same room as me? You're far from me, but you're f- closer to some of our listeners, so that's nice. Oh
1: yeah, uh, come visit, come find me in my, uh, all I'm going to tell you guys is if you want to come visit me, I'm in Atlanta in an apartment, so good luck. <laughs>
0: Good luck, everybody.
1: Hot Atlanta. It's been hot the last couple of days. Do you get a tan? No, no. Well, I uh, luckily I've been working inside a giant warehouse uh, the past week, so and I bought a hat, so no more burns on my head. I'm I'm planning on staying a pale boy, uh, a wannabe Englishman, uh, <laughs> my whole time here.
0: So I'm reading a cinematography book. It's like a, it's basically like a top down, like here's all the ins and outs of cinematography. And they're talking about production and it's like, there's like this safety checklist of like, if you're shooting on location, bring lots of suntan lotion. And there's literally a bullet point that says, buy a floppy hat.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess it it depends on your... Your skin type and tolerance, but um I highly recommend if you have any northern European blood in you, <laughs> You're definitely <easily> do so. Scorched.
0: <laughs> I would the reason why I don't go to the south is that I would die. I would be murdered by the sun.
1: <laughs> but I'd be like Gollum. I hate, <laughs> I hate that we can't prosecute the sun for all of its mean murders that it does.
0: All the cancer it causes. How dare you, sir? I think
1: there's a there's a like um like act of God lawsuit of some kind in there. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah.
0: The sun ruins everything. We're <laughs> such you, specific Northwesterners.
1: We we're like, bring the rain. Um, Ryan, we're here to talk about a movie. I'm going to call it a movie. Would you call it a movie?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't want to tip my hat, so I'll call it a movie, but I'll give it another title later.
1: <laughs> I love your, I love your, uh, idioms. You're not going to tip your hat. You're not going to show your hand. <laughs> Uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be polite to you right now. <laughs> I'm not even wearing a hat. The idiom doesn't even work. I thought I would start us off with a game this week. How how would you like yeah, to? How would you like play. to this game, play this game? This game is called <clears throat> Hallmarks of a Netflix Teen Movie. Nice. I named it as such because Netflix movies, as we've talked about before, with your set it ups, with your to all the boys is. Uh, those are those are like we've done four of them, right? All the t- to all the boys and set it up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of them. Um they they're kind of in this in between place where you've got like your your big Hollywood rom coms, and then you've got your Hallmark movies, and Netflix exists in this nebulous place in between where it's lower budget. They're trying to do less, but they're definitely higher quality.
0: Yeah, and I, you know I don't want to say Hallmark is de facto the cheapest, worst. It's no, just the. No, no it's the lowest rent rom-coms with big hearts that everyone everyone making Hallmark movies and everyone enjoying Hallmark movies is like uh, it's gonna be cheesy it's gonna be sweet and it's an it's an we understood thing and we, we know that going
1: into it and I think, Netflix movies are kind of creating a genre in and of themselves where like a Netflix teen rom-com kind of has all the hallmarks of a Netflix teen rom-com where the more that come out, the more formulaic they are. And I'm I'm waiting for their TV shows about teen romances to like blow me away. Like uh, one I'm excited to watch is Never Have I Ever. But as far as the movies are concerned, I noticed that we had a lot of hallmarks. So I'm going to, I have 13.
0: Are you just going to read me a list? No. How's the game?
1: No, no. So the game is, I have 13 hallmarks that I've gone through and kind of done checkoffs of. And Netflix does these tropes. Well, we can call them tropes as well as hallmarks. Um, And I want to see how many you can get. Okay? Okay. So. From the movie that we watched? From the movie that we watched. Like how, or from the other Netflix movies. From all of them. Kind of, they all okay. have these aspects. Okay, okay. Go ahead, lay some on me. Wait, lay what on you? Guess some of the hallmarks.
0: Oh, um... Oh, you this want
1: is, me to guess the hallmarks? Yeah, this is great audio, though. <laughs>
0: Wait, I don't understand the game. I'm supposed to guess the hallmarks that all four of these movies have, have shown us?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, what is... What is something? Give me an example one, and I'll I'll keep going. Okay, so for example, there's always boy hunks.
0: Oh, okay, boy hunks. Uh, there's always mean girls.
1: Yep. Okay. That's on here. I have yeah. evil cheerleader or slash popular girls who aren't really that evil, but are slightly evil.
0: Right. Right. Um, how about dream sequence? Ooh, I don't have that on there, but I'll allow it. I think To All the Boys, in some fashion, has a dream sequence in each film. Yeah. Whether I, it's daydreaming or something else. Yeah. Uh-huh. Has a teenager. Okay, <laughs> come now. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. That, that does not work. Uh, right. Has an alternative form of motor vehicle, whether it's a scooter or a motorcycle or something else.
1: Uh, man, okay, another one I didn't have, but um, is pretty consistent i guess i guess the only motor motor vehicles that we get in the to all the boys series are peter kavinsky's extremely tall jeep
0: yeah yeah uh has ridiculous houses that don't correlate with the economic realities of its characters
1: wow no i didn't have that on here either but another good one See, yeah. I think what we're what we're developing here in, in this game is that you suck at this game, but you're really good at this game
0: I'm I'm expanding. I'm not I'm not hitting the mark. I'm just expanding the target
1: <laughs> You're adding hay to this this <laughs> arrow arrow target right here Yeah
0: um, I just need to do the Robin Hood thing where I shoot an arrow and then I shoot an arrow through the arrow That's already landed, you know
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So you've shot your arrow into your own target. Now try to shoot an arrow into my target. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's that going to be?
1: Hmm. What, are, what is something that you'll be looking for? That's There's
0: the question of something that you, you've noticed.
1: I mean, this is just... I mean, this is just something that I've... These are just a lot of things that are in these movies.
0: How about... How about... Um, uh, weird blase sequence about losing your virginity.
1: Yes, losing your virginity, not that <laughs> exciting, is what I have. <laughs> yeah, 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 All right. Now we're cooking with um, high quality coconut oil. Um, <laughs> extra virgin.
0: <laughs> ah, that good extra
1: virgin coconut oil.
0: Um, how about uh, incredibly elaborate date sequence?
1: Uh, I have montage dating. Okay, there you go. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, date sequence.
0: I wish that, I wish we could uh, play with this with listeners. That would be a really good live show of like, shut them out, shut them out. We'd yeah, all right, uh, well, I mean, hey,
1: if we, <laughs> networks, if you ever want to pick us up and send us uh, send us do to it. do some live shows, we'll definitely do this. We'll remember this.
0: But let's say this right now. If you're listening to this and you've got one, email us right now, romcomgents at gmail.com. Just write in a Hallmark Trope,
1: Netflix and just yes. write,
0: write order of tropes you can think of. We'll, we we'll add know. it to
1: the list next week.
0: Yeah, and we'll we'll put it on our Patreon. We'll make a little uh, little uh, text document
1: so even, oh yeah like, yeah the, yeah. the two fifty month people can can check it out. And, and we'll just add it month after month after month. Yes. Month. Okay. So uh, do you, I? I'll give you one more guess, and then I'll just read you the rest of them.
0: Um. Uh. Unfortunately, the token black character. Um.
1: Yeah, or, I, that's not or gay
0: best friend. That's that's kind of a that's kind of a twofer. L Lucas and the, the to all the boys, he was both the token black character and the token gay best friend who had nothing to do.
1: Yeah, but we didn't really have that in today's movie. No they
0: had, they had these random token gay characters that were just kind of off to the side for some reason.
1: So I think what, what I'm gonna allow you to get is underdeveloped side characters who must have had stories at one point in time in the script.
0: Yeah, yes. yes.
1: Um, in this
0: case, it was those gay characters who we never met, we never got dialogue from, and we saw twice.
1: Yeah, and we just saw them times. look at each other once, and then they <laughs> were like, we're dancing at prom, cool. Way to be progressive, man. <laughs> um, and then uh, as a supplement to that, a cast of people the movie thinks that we know really well. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so my other ones are a dramatic I Love You. Yeah. Casting a well-known actor to supplement a movie full of unknown actors. Yes,
0: yes. Um, it, late- oh, No, you can keep
1: going. Casting a well-known
0: actor. Rom-com actor Yes, Emmys. I mean,
1: because we have um, What's John his name? Corbett. John Corbett and then Molly Ringwald in this film Yeah uh, Lazy cinematography, good editing Yeah, yeah And yeah, soundtrack made up of primarily Covers of actually awesome songs
0: Yeah Although,
1: oh. do, the, do all the boys have a lot of covers? Yes, especially the last one Yeah, that's true um, uh, but, I, oh. but equally They had a lot of cool like they, they, I'm not saying that they didn't have good music. I'm not even saying the covers are bad. They're they're right. actually kind of fun. But but it uh, makes you miss the original. It does. Um, and it, it's just cheaper for them to get these ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then the other the other ones are no villains, leaving for college, and end the film with healthy life decisions. Yeah, healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Okay, well, this is... Um, we didn't even say what movie we're doing. God, we suck at this. We're just the worst hosts of all time. We're doing The Kissing Booth from
0: Netflix. Right into story. Tell me a story, Turk.
1: Let me tell you a story about love, I tell you. I ask you about love me a song. I'm not much more than an interpreter and not very good at telling stories. That's the
0: end. What do you mean that's the end? That's not. It's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga. The end. So, God, where do I begin? The The movie starts with Joey King voicing over uh, a...
1: Oh, narration. Very... Sorry, that was the other one. Oh, narrated. From, yeah. from the list. Sorry, I missed that one.
0: She plays L. And she tells us that she was born at the same time as her mother's best friend. So, as her mother's best friend's son, Lee. Yeah. And so they've been like twinsies ever since. Yeah. They've been the beginning
1: best friends. And they like, we kind of get that they, you know, dance together at the boardwalk and they have like a fun childhood. And they have all these rules, right? Yeah. They got like 20 rules. um, And it's. I don't think we get all the rules at all, do we? No, I think we have like five of them. There's more implied. I bet in the book, because this is, bit, again, based on a book. Oh, based on a book. There's another hallmark. Yeah, there you go. Um, in the, I bet it's in the like book you get all the, of them. The rule is, you know,
0: one rule is don't let your f- friends, don't let friends wear white after Labor
1: Day. <laughs> um, you Friend, know, Friends don't let friends eat like, you know, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm bad at this game. Like beer before friend, liquor. Never been sicker. For friends, friends. Friends don't let friends start forest fires.
0: Okay, but seriously, some of the <laughs> actual rules are: no matter what, you have to forgive your friend if they bring you an ice cream.
1: Yeah, or like, um, don't date anybody's uh, family.
0: Yeah, and that's the that's the big big rule that the that L has been holding herself to because she's kind of had a thing for Lee's older brother, um, Hunky McGorison. What's his name?
1: His name's Flynn. Oh Flynn? no no, that's his last. That's it's Lee Flynn and Noah Flynn. Noah, Noah Flynn. Flynn. Yeah, Noah. It? Correct. Um, Noah Flynn.
0: Flynn Ryder. All right. Listen, I didn't want to have to do this, but you leave me no choice.
1: Here comes the smolder. Yeah. So he's a football player and she's kind of had a huge crush on him for a while. And she's like, I put it away and I don't have a crush because I'm best friends with Lee. And I, I think that Lee personally is pretty awesome. What do you think Uh, as a friend? Lee? I like Lee. I like Lee. He's goofy. I like Lee. He's fun. He's kind. He, He has like lots of jokes. Um, he's like the fun best friend character. He is a goofball.
0: And I feel, okay, audience, throw all of your garbage at me when I say this. I haven't seen Pretty in Pink. Throw the garbage. I'm I'm feeling oh, so the garbage. You're going to con-
1: compare him to Ducky though.
0: No, but I I don't know if it's a c- correlation, but I'm just curious if there is some kind of correlation to Pretty in Pink. Uh, because the director clearly is trying to try to be as good as those movies.
1: I think um, it only in the sense as um, no, because a big thing about Ducky is that he really does like Molly Ringwald's character in that movie. Um, uh-huh. The the similar stuff is that they're both kind of like off the cuff witty, um, uh-huh. like Ducky and uh, Lee are. Um, yeah, but uh, sorry, what's the main girl's name in this? Um, L L. Um,
0: Lee, isn't that weird? I, I, I kind of like that. What is that? What is that called? Like a phoneme, a phoneme, a phonetic, like a, um, well, they're kind of like a palindrome, a palindrome. Of,
1: a, of each other if you yeah. put them together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, actually, so L is played by Joey King, um, yep. and Lee is played by, uh, Joel Courtney and Joel Courtney, uh, from what was he in? He was in super eight, right?
0: Uh. I'm like, how do
1: I know your name? (laughs) Like That sounded so familiar. He was Joe Lamb in in Super 8. Um, Oh,
0: that's it. I was just like, Joel Courtney, Joel Courtney, I know
1: you. How do I know you? Well, you could have been confusing him with great Australian actor Jai Courtney. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, um, they, they lived this really easy peasy teenage life in presumably Santa, Monica, Santa Barbara, Santa Monica, somewhere down there.
0: Cause they're going to, they're hanging out of the Santa Monica pier like every weekend.
1: Well, that right? could also, it could also be the Santa Barbara pier. I I was uh, okay. it Santa Monica pier.
0: Okay. The last time was at Santa Monica pier. Danny DeVito was shooting a shooting a show and we were all like, I think I was an extra in the show. Cause you we were just hanging out in the pier and like, do you want to be an extra? I'm like, sure. They're like, walk down that pier. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the entire time, all my friends were screaming towards the crew. Oh my God, Danny DeVito. I love your work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yes, thank you. I get it. Every single time I see Finally, anybody now my
0: mean girls reference. I love it.
1: Um, So basically, we get that they have a fun relationship.
0: They're best friends. They're best friends. Totally platonic. We have no indication that either of them are attracted to each
1: other. Totally platonic. I think this is one of the only movies that's had two people who are both heterosexual, who could potentially date each other, where there isn't even a hint of feelings between them.
0: Which, at every point in this movie, I'm like, I guess I'll accept this. But I don't know if I fully get on board with it.
1: I think we, I hadn't seen it before, so it felt refreshing to me. Not in, a, not in like a wholly original way. Not like I was like, ah, you really nailed what it's like being a friend. I, Because we never get them like even bringing up the fact that they like might have like had feelings for each other at one point. Like she never like we get the whole movie narrated by Elle and we don't even get like a a hint that that ever happened, which just you're teenagers, you're young, you're growing up together. Like it's bound to happen just a little bit.
0: That's what I mean. Just a little bit. I would have liked a, just a little bit from, from either of them, but then it could have been like a, but no, like kind of yeah, like, it's like a Janice and, and um, Damien kind of <laughs> thing of like, ew. <laughs>
1: um, but basically what happens is, I mean, the inside is the inciting incident, the butt slap or is it the skirt? The, okay. So the, the prop basically like we get that they're all friends and they're all hanging out and the Flynn's have an extreme, like she's rich, but the Flynn's are richer. They're- <laughs> the
0: Flynn's own a house and I'm almost, I'm 99% positive. The house that the Flynn's own was a house that was used on Netflix's world's most extraordinary homes. And let me reiterate the title world's most extraordinary homes
1: owned by this average family living in Santa Monica. So I, I think, I think they're definitely in the, if they're not in the 1%, they're in the 1.5%. <laughs>
0: right. And to be fair, they are going to a private school. So, you know, yeah, they would, they're all going they to a go private there. school. So, you know, I guess we're supposed to get that they're affluent, but it, it just felt like, um, you know, heir to Silicon Valley, Prince kind of money. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it was definitely the American elite. And they're showing she shows up at the school one day after like not like all of her clothes have been sent to the cleaners. This is how rich they are. They're not doing laundry at home. (laughs) This is how
0: rich they are. They send their clothes to the cleaner and she only has one pair of backup pants. And it's also at the cleaners. Oh no! She ripped her pants. She ripped her pants. Gag. Yeah, that,
1: that was that was pretty funny. I like her physical acting in this. Joey King is, is yeah. pretty funny.
0: Let me let me get this on board before I go further into the movie. I like all the actors here. Any any qualms I I bring forth will be towards just the director. If you know Joey King, you're listening here. You're fantastic. I don't yeah. have a problem yeah. with you. I
1: I'm I'm in the same camp. So. Let's go on to, she rips her pants, Mm -hmm. the rest of her pants are at the cleaners, and so she has to put on this skirt that she hasn't really worn since freshman year, I think she says.
0: Yeah, she she said ninth grade. Let's just take a second. She's a junior, right? She's Mm -hmm. 11th grade. You think it's more appropriate, let let me just get this out, you think it's more appropriate to wear your ninth grade skirt, which you know doesn't pass the dress code, instead of any other pair of pants, which... Are not technically the school uniform, but a hundred billion times more like acceptable. That would be not totally mistaken for your uniform pants. Just I, I right away I was like, I don't understand your logic here. Where Where do you think this is gonna go?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can, I can see that logically being, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I get it. You don't want to get in trouble, so you're trying to dress by the dress code, and you think it might pass muster, but like. Like logically, you could probably figure this out. Um, you could
0: wear jeans and just be like, "Fine, I wore jeans." Would you, Would you rather me wear a skirt that didn't pass the dress code either?
1: And I'll, I want to I want to be perfectly clear here. Uh, her her skirt is really short. We are not throwing shade on her wearing short skirts. I want to lay this out here to be very clear. You wear whatever size skirt you want to wear. It's the it's, school's rules.
0: Well, right, and that's one of those things where it's like, I did you have this experience of like. We heard about the unfairness of the dress code, at least in my high school, against girls, and there was basically no dress code for the guys. Like, guys could wear like torn up, like uh, shirts where it was basically like just a rag hanging over their shoulder, and they would be totally, it would be totally acceptable. But if a girl was wearing a skirt that was just a millimeter too short, they would get in trouble right away.
1: Um, I know that they changed that during my high school, uh, I think my sophomore year, because before they had a no skirts higher than your fingertips I think
0: that was the rule that my colleagues had to deal with.
1: Yeah, it was bogus, Um, but they ended up changing that. I don't know what they changed it to um, in the long run, but the only rule for guys is we couldn't wear hoods. Oh, we couldn't. Right. We we couldn't wear. We couldn't wear. There was a certain kind of ripped jean. Like you couldn't have holes in the knees of your pants for some reason. And That's then a weird one. Yeah, which especially <laughs> for the time, like right right around then was when ripped jeans were super cool. But like like I remember, like you couldn't show a certain. Um, well, I can't like like you couldn't have no you couldn't have rips on your upper thighs or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, but I remember it was, like, I, I rem- it was a you vivid, couldn't show the pale parts of you.
0: <laughs> it was a vivid memory of me that a lot of the girls I knew were constantly getting in trouble for this. Where I'm just like, yeah, this is weird. Like there's a hundred regulations against them. I remember like
1: spaghetti straps was a big deal. Like they couldn't yeah. wear
0: spaghetti straps. i was just like guys. Like
1: you know what you know what I would have loved about this movie that is set in 2018. Uh If, if we got more details about the world, um, where like, we know that they're going to like a Catholic school. And so there's like more like, I mean, to be fair, the principal's just like, it's fine. You just broke the dress code. It's fine. Like it's, it's not like he shames her or anything like that. So it's definitely not as poisonous as it could be. I mean, it's barely poisonous at all. It's just strict dumb rules, but it's like, it's definitely representative of some people having, uh, women having, a, you know, a bunch of rules in school and men not. But regardless, we will move on from that. Yeah,
0: my, my, my basic point was like, how did you think you're going to get away with this? you know you're going to get caught right away? <laughs>
1: uh, especially if there's a fight started because a jock comes up and slaps your butt. Ah, some nice high school groping and molestation.
0: Yeah, so she walks... Through the parking lot, and everyone is literally catcalling her as she's walking. Okay, would this
1: have happened at your school? No, no,
0: absolutely, absolutely not. Would have <laughs> like, I'm like, where are we?
1: Are we in like a 1990s music video? Are is we in like Are we <laughs> in like 1950s Italy right now? <laughs> like, it, it just didn't make sense to me. Because, I mean, ma- mainly because I, like maybe maybe elite high schools are like that, but. No, <laughs> but I really and, doubt it. <laughs> but, but the, the part that did make sense to me was when he actually went up and slapped her butt, seen a bunch of that in high school. And I thought they handled that part super well, where it was just like, she was like, she was like, I'm going to stand up for myself. Obviously that's super not cool. And then, uh, I like that Lee stands up for her and gets his like fist grabbed Allah, like You know, Indiana Jones trying to punch a much bigger guy
0: or Um, or or or, uh, George McFly trying to punch Biff.
1: Yes. Yes. That's that's the one I was looking for. And thus begins the um, I would say the 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 Mortal Kombat suite of Noah Flynn. (laughs) He's like. Hey, bro, you want to go?
0: And it's he just wants to, start a fight with, he wants to start to fight with anybody. And they get into fisticuffs, and then the principal has to break them up. And you have the classic, stop it. Stop fighting, please.
1: <laughs> and then, of course, she gets in trouble for her skirts. The other two get in trouble for fighting. And Lee escapes because he's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and so but we're starting to understand that like Noah and Lee kind of have a antagonistic, not antagonistic relationship, but where Lee always feels a little overshadowed by his big, hunky, yeah. popular brother.
0: Classic brother problem. But I, I find it interesting that, well, I don't even know if the guy who smacked her ass even got in trouble for that.
1: Like, I wonder if he was actually. Yeah, they were all in detention together. But that's, that's, I think that's he where into, he wore the No, skirt. he
0: got in detention for fighting with Noah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think the guy saw like him slap her butt.
0: Yeah, and so I don't think he actually got a fair punishment because No, no, definitely not.
1: So they're in detention. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so this God. is the part this is the part we wanted to talk about. <laughs> God. So they're in detention. The guy who smacked her ass, who sexually assaulted her in the parking lot writes notes to her and is like, "Oh, sorry." can we go out sometime and l just bats her eyes at him writes something back to him we don't see what it is and then we have a cut to where the guy and the teacher running detention is asleep and the sexual assault guy just jumps into the room wearing a skirt himself and cavorts which, around
1: in a skirt which is must be what she wrote on the note right. like i'll only i'll only date you if you wear a skirt to class
0: Right. And then she just kind of does her, like, oh, I'm impressed with him smile. And I'm like,
1: hell, <laughs> come um, on. I don't, I don't, okay. So I'm actually, I read that scene a little differently. So, um, I don't I think am, it's enough. Oh, I, I, well, no, I, I completely agree. I'm not defending his actions and I'm not defending her choice necessarily to go out with him. But if you remember high school, teenagers, especially teenagers who are not used to getting a bunch of attention, getting attention sometimes are like, uh, like you, you are an ass and you apologized, And now you're paying me a lot of attention. This is something that I would have, I would have put myself in L's shoes where if somebody slighted me, but they were super popular. And then they said they liked me afterwards, having never been quote unquote liked by anybody before I might've been saying, Oh, well, I mean, shh. you you did go above and beyond to say sorry, so maybe I'll give you a chance.
0: I yeah, not- don't think it's an appropriate apology for what he did. If he did anything that didn't have to do with slapping her ass, but did something that was—I
1: completely agree. But he is a teenage doofus,
0: right? But I think teenagers aren't that dumb, or at least the movie needs to be a little bit smarter about it. I think uh, it's just no. Well, at least at least grown-up me, I'm just like. No, this isn't working for me. Maybe teenager me wouldn't have realized the like
1: That's what I'm saying. is the that, problem. That like I mean I see the problem too, but I think as a teenager who like I mean like t- tell me in your high school you didn't see a ton of different people s- slapping each other's asses.
0: Um honestly don't remember that. Definitely in college though I did see that. I saw a lot of egregious acts, you know, happen and
1: you know, so it's, I'm not, saying I would it say it's generally happen. among friends, but like in high school, more so I saw more unwanted touching than in college. Far more.
0: Yeah. I mean, in high school it was more like ball taps and like guys going after other guys. Maybe, oh. I don't know. I was oh. never around. I was, not, I I around was never around that. <laughs> Yeah, you you didn't wanna you didn't wanna mess with the trumpet section in your high school band. They will they will go after you.
1: But yeah, so she says yes to a date with him, which is ridiculous, but here we are in this teen movie. And then he stands her up for a date. And like this whole time we got Lee kind of being her wingman and being like, Yeah, I support it, go go get it. And then he stands her up. He shows up later when her and Lee are hanging out, and he's like, "I didn't go on a date with you because Noah Flynn told me not to." And it's like, "Bum bum bum." Maybe Noah Flynn has a crush on Lee and s- on L. L. Oh <laughs> no, yeah, that would be brother. awkward. <laughs> Sorry, Lee L. We talked about it. Continue. It's palindrome.
0: So. We get that he's been basically basically bullying the entire school into not dating Elle, which also what the fuck? (laughs) Like, what is that?
1: Well, what it is, again, is another teenager thinking this is a good idea. This is how I keep her from, you know, getting hurt by these stupid guys. And it's chivalric because one day I'll date her which is completely off base. Teenagers, if you're ever watching this movie, not a good idea. But this movie acknowledges it because she calls him out for it.
0: Yeah, and what I don't get is like, okay, do you get how much he disrespects you? Why would you like him? Like he doesn't-
1: Okay, Ryan, I think you're forgetting the emotions of teenagers here. That's what I this whole movie is so. about. Like you're expecting these people to be acting with the minds of adults. I,
0: no, I'm saying, I'm saying the characters in To all the boys are 10 times smarter than the characters in this. I'm saying no, you can they're be 10 a times more movie. mature.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 what's going on? What's going on?
0: Well, yeah, but they, they make, they don't make nearly the stupidity
1: of that was, that was your complaint about a lot of to all the boys was that like Peter Kavinsky, he's far too mature. No guys would act like this. And now you're complaining that these ones are too immature.
0: Yeah, this is this is way too low, Peter. Oh, okay, let me let me let me let me zoom out. <laughs> Lawyer, no, no. Peter Gavinsky is a romance fantasy character. He's an indulgent character where he's not super realistic because he his flaw is that he cares too much. Like, he's not a really super well drawn character, but you know, in the genre that he's in, it's pretty acceptable. Sure. Uh, the 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 men in this movie is in the same category of being romantic fantasy stuff. I just think they didn't even work half as hard as they did with Kavinsky. At least with Kavinsky, there's a little bit more detail to him, and a little bit more nuance, even if even if he is still ridiculously f- flawless. The characters right. here yeah.
1: are just. They're For flat me, as the they're they're flat as the surface of the water of the pool before they jump in it from the roof. There you go. Yeah. I wouldn't now, put I, it in I,
0: such I, terms, but essentially, yes.
1: They 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 are. They're like the but I'm I'm saying that a lot of a lot of high school movies do this. We have Right, I, and think I don't this, think the movie acknowledges it though, right? Well, I think this movie tries to convince us of the depth of its characters a lot. Like, um, the, the opening montage does a lot of the heavy lifting, right? Where Lee is talking about like the fact that her mom had cancer and so we get some, or sorry, we're (laughs) going to
0: have trouble with that.
1: Um, L is talking about the fact that her mom had cancer and then we see her mom die and we kind of get like this infusion of who L and Lee are through this giant montage that kind of introduces their world. And so everything after that is relying on the fact that we know who these characters are, which um, my note here is these characters and this movie is um, a drunk Harlequin teenage (laughs) skittle fest. I mean, I mean, that's (laughs) right. It's, it's not, it's not trying to be anything other than like, kind of i i want to call it okay this is gonna say i gotta find a better word um it's high school high school romance novel
0: yeah i guess i guess my problem though is it be it would be fine if it's if, if the movie was saying well you know teenagers and their emotions you know they're, they're not always making the best decisions but hey it's teenage emotions and i feel like that's what mean girls does in the sense of like well Uh, Lindsay Lohan has got a good head on her shoulders but sometimes she makes mistakes and you know it it weaves just kind of like you know teenagers can be messy sometimes with their emotions. Sure. This movie doesn't make that acknowledgement it just is like praising their teenagers for all their brilliant decisions that they make and I feel like there's no like mature head in the room It, it feels like the ethos feels like 1980s ethos of like look at these characters like so what if he sexually assaults you? It's, it's totally fine. He's a hot character, right? And it's like, I can accept that as a retrograde thing as an 80s movie.
1: I don't think this movie is saying, oh, he's hot. So it doesn't matter anymore. I think this movie is trying to paint a picture of a character who doesn't know better. And it's trying to do that through the voice of um, Noah Flynn. And that is a very, from a story structure standpoint, that's a very shaky kind of foundation.
0: Say more. That's I. I well, think I can agree so, with
1: this. So I, I'm, I'm intrigued. So so Noah Flynn's whole deal is he wants her not to be like taken advantage of because he feels big brotherly over her, right? Right. But she is going to make the mistakes of any young person who is inexperienced and needs to make mistakes. Right. We've all been there. We've all made the mistakes. Not all of us have gotten our butts tapped and gone on a date with somebody, but we've made some version of a mistake. For sure. And Noah Flynn sees her as somebody he needs to protect and decides, I'm going to head you off from that. And I feel like this is the movie saying, oh, no, 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 no. We need to show you how to live correctly.
0: Yeah. I don't think he properly learns his lesson though. I don't think he- Noah is- Flynn? Yeah. I don't think he's no, repentant no. of- of being
1: this protective person. Well, she just, she demands it of him and then he respects her wishes. Uh,
0: Yeah. I guess I'm looking for more, and this sounds super unfair to ask of, (laughs) but some of that Elizabeth Bennett telling Darcy, stop being an asshole. (laughs) And then he stops being an asshole.
1: (laughs) And like (laughs) this, I mean, that's kind of what happens, but unfortunately, you're doing the thing that I do, which is not meeting the movie on this level. <laughs> its I, I level... think
0: it could have been done on a, to all the boys scale of like, you're never going to get into a really deep version, but there can be lessons learned. And well, I don't think well, this movie, any lessons. this
1: movie is a lot dirtier than to all the boys I loved before. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. There's, there's fuck words thrown around. There's yes. like definitely lots of sex had there's, um, there's, but it has this I, chipper, like freshman year kind of film where it wants to be
0: seen by fifteen year olds.
1: It does. It really does. And there's like a there's a funniness to this movie that exists instead of the sweetness of it to all the boys, right? Right. Yeah. Like, because this movie's far more about comedy. Yes, if that's what they were going
0: for, I didn't laugh at all. You didn't
1: like. You didn't laugh in the scene where she she woke up um, after having. Gotten drunk at the party at his house, and then like was wearing his uniform, and was you know they they got wrapped up in the curtain to the gather on accident. I thought that was really funny physical comedy. No,
0: I thought it was really forced, and you know comedy is subjective. It's you know just because it wasn't for me doesn't mean it's bad, but it really didn't work for me.
1: Okay, well, um, I here's the thing. I I feel like I'm defending this movie a lot. I didn't really like this movie, (laughs) but but I also. Like I, for me, it was a roller coaster film where I was like, oh, that was really nice. Oh, this feels really forced. Like almost every single Molly Ringwald scene felt like this, this isn't a character. You're just putting Molly Ringwald here on display and having her teach somebody a lesson f- because she's Molly Ringwald. Right. Like, I'm sorry, Molly Ringwald, this is not your fault. It's just, you're under, this might be the only movie that underutilized Molly Ringwald. I remember the name of the girl in the breakfast club. Mary, Margaret, Molly Ringworm.
0: So let's get through the rest of the plot. So she finds out that Noah's been threatening everyone not to date her.
1: Oh, yeah. And the whole thing is, yeah, the kissing booth. Hold on. So she finds that out, and then her and Lee come up with this idea that they would raise money for their prom, I think, is what they were trying to raise money for. Or it was for
0: charity or something. I don't know. It was they, dumb. They,
1: they, they, need to, they, they need to make money. And so they decided kissing booth's a good idea. And so there's these three girls that are basically, this school's equivalent of like the weak plastics. I'm going to call them the cellophanes. And yeah. they, like, they're like they the hotness at this school. And I don't get why this character of Elle cares that these stupid girls are talking to her.
0: And why are they talking Like she's way
1: cooler than them.
0: They're, they want to
1: talk to her because
0: Noah she's was, friends, like, defending her.
1: Well, Noah defended her, and so they thought maybe she's interesting. And then she's friends with him, and so they want her to get him. Like, she kind of promises that Noah Flynn will work the kissing booth yeah. that is going to raise money. And so they're like, oh, that sounds great. And then later on, she coerces them to work the kissing booth by saying that Noah likes one of them. Yeah, But then only one of them works the kissing booth, I think. And, Maybe. and here's a good example Maybe they where, all do.
0: Uh, where I lay all blame on the director. Their acting is so over the top and broad where it's like, are you trying to convey emotions to four-year-olds? Like you're just so ridiculously over the top that it's just, it, it rang so, it was just like this. Eee! like <laughs> it's, it's really bad. It's so bad.
1: There's no Um, other way
0: around it. It's just bad. And again, the actors aren't bad. The director just made a bold choice and he whiffed.
1: I do. I do think that this movie has a strong voice. And when that voice, it's like when you hear, um, a a singer sing and they have like a powerful voice. And when Mm -hmm. they hit the right notes, you're like, Oh, that's nice. And then as soon as they hit a sour one, you're like, yeah,
0: that's kind of what this movie felt like. Right. right cuz like if you if if someone is off key and they're at a concert and they have to they have to belt it when you hit get those off key notes you're like oh
1: god it, it reminds me of a jazz concert like a jazz choir concert that I used to be in if it was your turn to do a solo and you weren't very good at solos as long as you mumble the song down here then (laughs) you wouldn't really offend the audience too much and you could like get off the stage and finish your solo and just be like okay I'm done but if you were singing super loud and like going for it and only hitting the wrong notes I mean it was a bold choice and like all the more power to you you did a lot that I couldn't but it still sounded worse because you yeah. were louder.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. It's the direction of this movie is really bold, it's but really a lot loud, of the yeah. but the a lot of the notes are incorrect <laughs> or or off key. Just
1: yeah. Can we talk um about Flyn? Because they're they're the ones they want to get him to work at the booth. And I May I we say talk- that he looks like a, a Neanderthal. <laughs> he I mean, um, so this guy's <laughs> name. <laughs> This guy's name is uh, Jacob Elordi. And I think you're right. He does. I think this might be the most brilliant casting of this film. Okay. (laughs) Um, I don't know if it's because he's a really good actor or if he is just very much this jock in real life. But I think he is exactly what a super beautiful high school Male with these sensibilities who plays football would be like, yeah, and he's right? gigantic. He's so <laughs> big compared to her. It's like watching Beauty and the Beast. He
0: is humongous, and I don't when, know if that if Joey, Joey King is just really, really
1: small. And I think he's just it's normal. a little bit of both but yeah. no he is like do you see the deltoids on him when he takes yeah. off his shirt they're bigger than her
0: <laughs> and I I don't understand I'm like you're as muscular as the rock and he's been doing this for 25
1: years how did you get this advanced <laughs> and he's lither it's, yeah. it's like I mean, this. I don't know what this guy's not doing in superhero movies, but um, during their first kiss, uh, which happens after no later later on when they're having like their second kiss in the rain, it's this very sound of music moment where they end up in a gazebo, and yeah, like they really he goes into music. kiss, but like it's obvious that she's too short, and so he sinks to her knee, his knees, and she sinks to his her knees, and then he still has to go low. Yeah, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, at me me if i were the director i would i wouldn't cast him just off the height difference because i think in romance movies it's actually really critical because there's a lot of shots where they're in frame together but they're not in frame together cuz he's too tall and like yeah we are looking at him in a shot where she's like right next to him and we get like the top of her forehead and we don't see anything from, we get like the tops of her eyes and that's it. And that's like the cameraman is like, oh, we gotta zoom way out to get all these. And it's just, he's just too tall for her. I think you needed a D Tom Cruise. You needed to inverted Tom Cruise him to like Uh, make him a little
1: smaller. You needed to dig a hole for him to
0: stay. (laughs) Yeah, like take an (laughs) apple box, dig out the dirt, that an apple box would take up
1: and then put him in the hole. I would have loved that. I would have loved <laughs> to see that. Um, okay. But well, acting wise, what do you think? He's good. He He's a good yeah. actor. He's, he's good. Um, so, so basically they do the kissing booth thing where um, like a million people go up and give each other a million bad high school kisses. Mm-hmm. Also this, this movie does the same exact thing that to all the boys does where it's like only these characters in high school exist and they all hang out with each other.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like lost where it's like, Oh, there was like 50
1: survivors, but we're only going to hang out with seven of them. <laughs> but, but like, like this, this group that's made up of like the popular kids, the student council, And some jocks and Lee and L all hang out together at the beach, and they all like go places together. Now,
0: I will say that is true. If their private school is that small, then I accept it.
1: It didn't seem that small though. Like everybody was hanging. Like there were there were at least like forty people hanging out outside before they went into the school, and that's just like the people that are hanging out outside. Right. So
0: I think what they needed to do, and I would have, I would have said, okay, perfect, you've done it. Is say. This school is a K through twelve. The building is K through twelve. Oh, I would have loved that. But we're only hanging out with sophomores, juniors, with like the seniors. twenty
1: with the twenty high schoolers that exist at this school.
0: And they could have easily done that by showing her little brother going to the same building.
1: Right. Done. Yeah. No, Okay, good job rewriting the movie. I have more that I want to rewrite later, so let's let's not play the theme.
0: But Sarah went to a super-duper-duper tiny high school, and she was best friends with everyone, even though she didn't really have a lot in common with all of them and isn't best friends with them now, but they got super tight-knit. So I believe it if their class is, like, graduating class of 48 people, i buy it.
1: Okay, yeah. It's still weird
0: that they're best friends. Like, (laughs) they would know each other, but they wouldn't be
1: hanging out at the beach partying together. Doing doing flip cup at the beach together. <laughs> no. Um, so I really wanted sh- a
0: cop to break up that party.
1: <laughs> Me too. Like they're, they're in the middle. Like, well, maybe they're so rich that they paid off the cops. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're missing that scene where like, uh, Lee, Lee walks over super cool. He steals his brother's like, um, leather jacket and he walks over and he's like 1 million, <laughs> 2 million. Okay, 2 million. Keep the change. We hold the world ransom for 100 billion dollars. Um basically like uh, high school, I don't even want to describe the shenanigans that goes into like her getting to kiss Flynn for the first time. Basically,
0: but, there's ridiculous switcheroo where the plastics are trying to prank her, but it like fails miserably. And it turns out that F- Flynn wanted to get in line and he's like, oh, I'm going to kiss Elle. Here comes the smolder. And she does like, this is This was a good moment where Elle did that nervous thing of like, you know, I've never kissed a boy and I'm going to just talk because I'm nervous and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then um, Flynn kisses her and it's that, that magic moment kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And- the sign behind them explodes. And like there, there's sparkles going around and then the world resets at first, just because the filmmaking was doing this. I was like, is this, wait, are they actually saying that this is actually happening? <laughs> Did the sign actually explode? I, um, I like that. If that's the kind of
0: story you want to be doing, I'm into it of like the, 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 uh, effervescence of the first kiss. I'm into this moment, but yeah, I'm but just the rest not of the, the movie the doesn't story. really match it. I know I'm not into the story you're telling, and it's just weird that you
1: you so missed the mark. <laughs> Your story doesn't match the moments because you know what this movie reminds me of a little bit. The well, okay, so hold on, we'll get there. We'll get to the book basically they kiss it's magical um l doesn't tell lee because he's having a good date with um some girl well, that we just some met. girl i mean he she tells Ooh. him that like they kiss but she's like downplays it's no big deal and but then, we, didn't, uh, we don't even
0: it's not even <laughs> why couldn't you have introduced this girl and like why couldn't you have like flushed that out a little bit it's just this random introduced girl. what girl the girl that uh lee starts going out with
1: well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's this weird thing where, again, Netflix is like more characters. Well, yeah, more characters, but I you don't need to know them. They're just characters that fulfill a specific hallmark. That's it.
0: <laughs> right. But um, but this is important. Lee is Elle's best friend, and all the movie does is say,
1: "Yeah, her best friend starts dating this girl. I don't know her name. Whatever." <laughs> I know. I know. This is this is the worst. <laughs> Um, what, I guess what happens after that is that, uh, Lee or no, Noah and L drive home in a motorcycle. It starts raining. They have their first kiss, but then this guard, I, I loved this moment where the gardener shows up and he's like, Hey, nice. Another girl. Get out of here. Aye. Like I've told you before, don't, don't make out with chicks here. And it makes L mad, but of course not mad, not, not so mad. And they, they end up fighting a little bit more and he he defends her a couple of more times and then she's like, stop trying to control my life, man. And Oh,
0: and in one know, of these sequences where she tells him not to control her life, she's in a boy's locker room where she's in her, just her, just her bra. Her and, bra and shorts. And she tries to defy him by literally cavorting in front of the entire football team, all cheering her on, which, okay, fine. I just don't get it. Maybe it's just me as an old man of like teenagers.
1: <laughs> I yeah, it's it's fine. It's whatever. It's like it's I, I I on one side I'm like okay, female empowerment. You go ahead and like do whatever you want. But at the same time, I'm like, I mean, it's kind of a boring way to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but regardless, um, basically they end up hooking up. They have sex, and she's like, we're not. We can't tell Lee. Uh, they have sex under the Hollywood sign. Which, hey, teenagers who want to do this. That's dangerous. There's people up there that are going to kill you. <laughs> also, let's also
0: <laughs> just, there's just so many moments I'm like, put it in the script, man. Of just, there's so much like, She's so nervous about her first kiss, and it's got to be like a big deal, and it's, it's, it's so like intimidating and nebulous
1: for her, and like she's Uh really inexperienced with dating. But her first sex is like, oh yeah, sure, let's do it, let's bone outside, let's do it outside on some gra like hard gravel trail where anybody could just walk in on us. Because guess what? Right there is some hiking trails, kids. And wouldn't that make you so nervous as a first timer? And
0: let's let's also think about this. Oh, okay, okay. So we know by your own admission, you're not sexually active because you never even kissed a boy. Um, So I think it's safe to assume that you're not sexually active at at the beginning of this movie. Why do they even say sexually active? (laughs) You kiss this boy and then later you're like, yeah, let's bone town. So just you guys safe sex is always good. Make it always safe. You know, you can you can bone, but safe sex is always good. So, does that mean he's the kind of guy who's always got the condom at hand and the wallet got that ring around in the wallet? And it's, got, it's like
1: you never know, you never know when you need it. <laughs> you've you've got a picture of Flynn, or you've got a picture of Lee in there. You've got like a picture of <laughs> Molly Ringwald, and then of course the next like uh, just clear a, a magazine thing is of just filled magnums. with condoms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean you know you know he's got Magnum's extra. <laughs> extra large.
0: I would have His wallet loved is
1: it. his wallet is the size of George Costanza's wallet. That's why he
0: has back problems. I was I was pretty upset at the they came together movie. But if you're gonna ex- like torch a genre, don't torch rom-coms. Torch teen rom-coms because this actually would have been a really good moment for a satirist or a parody person to really destroy this moment and just make fun of the living hell out of it. Because I would love to see an airplane gag style thing where they're in, like if they were in a car, he would any, anything he would open, just condoms fly out. (laughs) Just
1: Yes. (laughs) Speaking of destroying things in this movie, I feel like the fact that we don't get L like the morning, after being completely destroyed by the fact that she had sex outside with the largest man in the whole world. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like, like it's a first time she had sex. Like there's, that's a lot going on right there. That's a giant leap from your first kiss to your first sexual encounter. That's a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure he was gentle, but like the movie, this movie didn't decide whether it wanted to like show us like cool little things like, um, Oh, this is, this is them playing with paint and ah, how quirky are they to like, just completely skipping over moments that could have been like fleshed out so that we got to know these characters a little bit. And it's not
0: that you can't have the action in the movie, just do a little bit of work as a writer so you can justify it. Like with, to all the boys, you know, Laura Jean, losing your virginity, it's, it's super glossed over, but it is talked about and thought about a little bit. Yeah. this is just like, you didn't do any thinking. You're not thinking at all. They just
1: pole vaulted over it. So, well, basically what we, what scene we don't get, we don't get that trope where the dad says, you're, there's something different about you. Mm. They skip over that and they just start having sex all the time. They're hiding from Lee. There's this really funny moment where like Lee walks up to her bedroom door and he hears her moaning. And then Like, so they, like he knocks on the door and then Flynn or uh, what's his name? Noah jumps out the window and then she answers the door and he's like, I thought I heard moaning. And she's like, yeah, I was watching porn. And he's like, can I watch? And it's, it's like a fun friend moment, right? That's weird, man. That's just weird. Like, would they would they watch
0: porn together? Like, think that no, might... <laughs>
1: obviously no. I, I obviously it was a joke from him. Maybe I it think didn't he was a little you, but...
0: serious. I think he kind of wanted to watch. And wouldn't it have been a really weird thing for him to hear that his his platonic girl best friend is watching
1: porn? I don't well, It's a don't weird had, thing. What? Watching porn?
0: Yeah, I'm like, it's fine. I just think for him it would have been a weird thing. Be like, oh, okay. I wouldn't think you'd be doing that, but that's
1: fine. Well, I mean, I guess so. It just depends on who you are. Like, I mean, I've, I've accidentally walked in on friends who were watching porn, and I had to do that whole thing where I was like, oh, <gasps> and, and I like walked away really fast. Um, but it was also something we laughed about afterwards. So I don't know. They're best friends who have been best friends their entire life. I can forgive that. Okay. I thought it was funny. But then, of course, gosh, this isn't even, like... Can we just sum up this last part? Sure. So, basically, um, Lee finds out, and uh, Noah's going to college, and he's going to Harvard. Lee (laughs) finds out. (laughs) There's... Oh, there's this great scene. Shoot. Sorry. One of the best scenes of the movie is when she hides under his bed when they're having sex, because Molly Ringwald comes in to collect... Noah's clothes. Did your mom ever come in and collect your clothes no, in high school?
0: I, no! I know! I can do, I can at least bring my laundry downstairs. He's not eight.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Like, anyway. And so she comes in. This is another one of those scenes that was just like, this is for comedic effect. But I did love that she hides under the bed and finds like Vaseline and a porno mag, and she's like, ew. Oh,
0: but I didn't a see couple... the
1: porno mag. I
0: saw the Vaseline. Yeah. That was good.
1: No, no, there's there's a mag right next to oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. And, but not only that, there's like a bunch of socks under the bed. So you gotta know those are tube socks. <laughs> you gotta know that they're crusty on the inside. And then her mom, or his mom, grabs them. And so I was busting up during this moment. But at the same time, if you go back and pause that scene people, you will also see the missing jock from the first scene that we met oh, Noah where he's missing his jock that's strap. That's pretty good. That's pretty and good. And so that's I like that. I appreciated that of the movie. But
0: here's the thing, if you're going to do fuck words in your movie and you're going to have yeah. characters like having sex, you're not showing anything but you're having sex. Why aren't you showing
1: the d? I well, agree. Like why is there no d?
0: No, but why not go more <laughs> Ranch with it because you're all you're pretty much there, you're in R rated territory, anyways. If this was released in theaters who would have been hard rated R keep going know, but and do those Ma- jokes
1: Netflix can s- slide right by this and allow this movie to be watched with kids and their parents they're, they're trying to get the most amount of people to watch this movie
0: which is ridiculous because this movie is so inappropriate I agree
1: with you that's I mean that's why To All the Boys uh, I mean To All the Boys is different but that's why To All the Boys is as inoffensive as possible is because it's trying to get the most amount of people to watch it this is this is the desaturation of like cinema we're getting here.
0: Yeah, I I think I would have respected this movie a lot more if they took that humor and just kept going. But I feel like they stopped short of like- I think we're inferring a lot of the humor off of the off of the shots that we are we've been talking about. We, we're being kind of generous at this point.
1: Yes, yes, we are. But I mean, that's okay. We can be generous. We can be we can be miserly. It doesn't matter. Basically, Lee finds out he's super mad. Um, he and Noah get in a fight. They all don't talk to each other for a couple of months. Then they they all make up. There's um, the prom
0: scene. Uh, like, Flynn goes there and he's like, I want to. You know dedicate oh hold on there's a Oh, few sorry
1: prom prom was on my hallmarks list too. right I don't know right I prom.
0: there's a there's a couple scenes we, we missed uh there's the whole blow up he flynn goes to not apologize to her but to her dad which i don't
1: understand why well he went to he he tried to apologize to her like right because he tried to call her a bunch of times yeah yeah and I'm, so then he goes to apologize to I yeah I didn't get the the whole family subplot in the least where like he's like we're really close and I thought I'd apologize to you for some reason. It's like you
0: guys like barely mentioned two words to each other at that one dinner
1: scene that you had. Like Oh yeah, they were having lunch by and he was like you play football and if no, was like yeah.
0: <laughs> and he, and he's
1: like I decided to
0: apologize to you because Elle is a 16-year-old girl so she clearly is explaining every in and out of her romantic relationship problems with her dad.
1: Right, her dad like, <laughs> that's the thing I didn't get because Molly Ringwald comes over at one point in time and she's like, I know everything. It's like <laughs> well, if you like, know... <laughs> I, don't, I don't see Lee and Noah discussing their problems with their mom of, in this magnitude. And- pop, pop. Magnitude? Pop, pop. Oh no! <laughs>
0: And, <laughs> and you can you can have it so that Molly Ringwald is like the mentor there for her, but hey. You gotta you, establish this. You betrayed Elle by being like, you know, Elle's got a little crush on you. It's like, dude, don't do that to the to person that you've been looking out for. It's like, that's not cool. And we don't have any other context of their relationship. We're told that uh, Molly Ringwald is basically her second mom but we don't see any of that. You need we to show us that
1: screenwriter go back to film school. Was, was Molly Ringwald just way too expensive for this movie?
0: I, no, I think I, I really think they're just like, and then there's this mother role, you know who I love Molly Ringwald. And I just feel like the director was trying to bring in that eighties rom-com. Maybe
1: I, I, I don't want to just like, this isn't necessarily even a director's decision. This could have just been Netflix. This could have been a producer. There's thing a lot like we- of
0: clues and hints in this movie that the director is going after a John Hughes-esque type of movie that he. Wants- I know,
1: but we just don't know the behind the scenes. Is all I'm saying. There's a lot that goes Fine. into making. I don't a movie know. Happen. I can't
0: confirm that it's the director, but the filmmakers were going for this '80s John Hughes 16 Candles kind of vervy thing, and there's musical allusions to. Simple Minds, like there's there's soundtrack stuff from Ferris Bueller, from Breakfast Club, from Sixteen Candles. There's Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Molly Ringwald. It's very clearly doing an homage to it. That maybe is saying, "Hey, parents, when you were teenagers in the '80s, you would like this movie too, because it's got the same vibes." And I'm sorry, but it doesn't. You are
1: no. It really John doesn't. Hughes. Like this this movie. I here's the thing I do believe I believe these characters all exist in the real world but I believe that the situation you've given me is not worth a movie
0: well you've got like that nerd kid right the he's like this poindexter like nerd just he's up right dialed and up he to really 12, he really
1: wants he really wants to kiss L is basically what we know about him. And he's And then you have the girl with the crazy braces.
0: Yeah, but this this boy, this nerd boy, I would buy you in like a Fallout Boy music video where like you're the nerd, but at the end of the totally. video. At the end of the video, you're the one dancing, and everyone thinks you're the coolest. Dance, dance, fighting, you time, dance, like, I would get you in a three-minute time span where it's like really absurdly ridiculous, but in a movie, I can't buy what you bring into it. And there's nothing wrong with you actor. The director is just asking way too much out of these people.
1: I think it's because we have, um, like the characters of Lee and L and they're pretty much, I would say besides like the amount of wealth surrounding them and the fact that neither of them have jobs and (laughs) just their lives, they're pretty normal compared to most of the other characters in this movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, it's like you can't populate the entire movie with Luna Lovegoods. <laughs> right. Like, you, you have to have one character who's a Luna Lovegood, and she's unique because of that.
0: And here's, and here's what John Hughes knew the difference was. At the end of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you got the principal, got the, beat, the shit beaten out of him. The beaten shit out of him? They beat the that, shit out of the principal at the end of Ferris right. Bueller. He gets picked up. He goes on the school bus. He sits in the back with this nerdy girl with braces who's eating gummy bears. There's this, the way that her character is portrayed is like, oh, we get that she's a nerdy girl, but
1: she's far more realistic and believable. And she's also like, you get that she's a little kind. Yeah. And and she's on screen that, for like three minutes, but we get. But all she's this. also like a little gross. Yeah. And and you understand it all. Gummy bear. They've been in my pocket. They're real warm and soft just based on like how it's shot and this movie like every single one of these characters as bizarre as they are are so generically bizarre it's it's like it's like if you went to a store and bought a doll and it was just like nerd boy but there were a thousand <laughs> more just like him
0: and there's there's an allusion to that end of the scene where uh, Elle is getting, like, her driver's license or something because that has to be in this movie. And there's a oh, shot yeah. where she's on the bus with all the nerds and it has this, like, very Ferris Bueller, like, framing. And I'm like, were you just doing that so you could have, like, a Ferris Bueller shot? Like, why are we doing this?
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's because, like, Lee used to drive her around everywhere. And now they're independent from each other. Right, okay. Ugh. Let's keep going. Um. Let's move on. Anyway, so they they go to prom and this prom is, um, it's cool. We've had this character who's been taking pictures of everybody for the yearbook the whole year with his phone, which I look, I, I, you're going to a really rich school. My school was not a very rich school, but we were still given like a camera at the yearbook to take photos of everybody. Does that not happen anymore? (laughs) He's like for the yearbook for the yearbook. And then they do this big, thing where there's blown up pictures of everybody and it's just it's insane like the amount of like weird we don't have that much money to we do have that much money well they did waste a lot of paint in that um in that art class, so God, maybe what a dumb scene. maybe they just. How have... many
0: times have we seen that stupid scene? God, <laughs> if you want to have a paint fight together, you get Julia Stiles, you get Heath Ledger, and you give them literal paintballs. You send them to Gasworks Park. That's how you have a paint fight. You do it. Ten things I hate about you. That's how you're supposed to do a paint fight.
1: I concur. Sorry, I, Doctor. I concur. <laughs> concur. Um, I concur. Concur. I concur. Concur. What sir? Okay, so um, I want. For you and I just to get it out of our system before we go into break. Kay. Are you ready? Yeah. Because basically they get together. He goes off to Harvard. Everybody fixes their relationships. The movie's fine. She has a motorcycle. She has a motorcycle now, which like a pretty sweet deal. Her dad buys her a car <laughs> and she's given a motorcycle. <laughs> so this girl now has more cars or more vehicles at this point in time in her life than I have ever had in my whole life. (laughs) This movie did (laughs) remind me.
0: It did remind me of what my attitude towards the world was when I was 16, that every need was met as far as I was concerned uh, from my parents and my house. So if I wanted anything, I was, I was good. I couldn't go out and like get 500 bucks to go out on the weekend or something like that. But as far as I was concerned, I didn't have to worry about money. And these oh. characters do not have to worry about money. Like they don't have I'm to worry sure about taking care of themselves. A little bit more themselves.
1: than you, though.
0: Right? They really don't have to worry about money. They're the kind. They're the kind of friends I went out with when they were like, "Do you want to go to the Space Needle to eat out with us?" I'm like, "No, I can't afford that. I can go to Burgerville with you." But
1: <laughs> oh wow, um, we-, we need to compare notes about high school sometime. <laughs> but I okay. So what I want to do now is give us each a chance to just take a couple shots at this movie. Cause I feel like for the rest of this film, like we've got some segments to get through. I think it would be fun for you and I to take a couple of shots. Okay. No holes barred. Got it. Okay. You want me to start it off? Yeah. Okay. At one point in time, uh, Noah is, like is making out with his girl and, uh, <laughs> and L walks up to him and, He, he kicks her out of the party, basically not L, but this girl, um, who doesn't sound like, like how she looks, but on top of that, he says this line, it's okay. She tasted like Tito's now people, I'm going to tell you Tito's is a vodka. I'm going to really let you know that if this woman was, you know, drinking vodka. Vodka doesn't taste like that much. <laughs> so, like, her drinking and him kissing her and saying she tasted like Tito's is written by somebody who doesn't know what partying is. Was it Tito's <laughs> or Cheetos? I thought I heard Cheetos. Oh, I, well, we'll fact check me when you edit this. I mean, all right, your turn.
0: Either way, Cheetos, Tito's, it's a weird line. Cheetos tastes great. Yeah. So I don't know what you're complaining about. Um, (laughs) Oh, what school did you get into? Harvard. (laughs) Can we just acknowledge... (laughs) This character has been set up as the bad boy, leather jacket, motorcycle, gets into fights every week of the year, probably suspended several times, has shown no acumen for any kind of academics, just plays football. That's all we get from him, and he's going
1: to Harvard Shot shot number two coming kind of on on the back of that. At one point in time, he's reading the Black Sheep. The Black Sheep is based on a uh, well, I mean, it's not based on. It's the English title of a French book called. Gosh, I can't remember the French name. It's like the bleu. bleu. It basically means the fish catcher. Um, it's it's a Balzac novel that is extremely complicated, and it's it's a, basically about these two brothers. One of them is like kind of a rebel and like fights and like, uh, you know, is, is all for Napoleon's, um, you know, revolution. And the other brother is like this artist. And so it's like this book about brothers that we see him reading at one point in time in the library. And I like, I paused it cause I was like, I know that cover. And I zoomed in and I was like, that's a black sheep. Why do they have him reading the black sheep? That's like college level at least. And it's also, it's, it's too thick a book for him, I would assume. But then he got into Harvard and I was like, maybe, maybe he's like a closet, like not like maybe he's going to be an English major. But I don't know. He
0: spends I, but, the whole movie just, uh, if he's not with L before it, it's like he has this reputation of spending all of his time just macking with girls and playing with football. girls,
1: playing football, um, getting into fights, going to he's football a rena- camp. He's a renaissance man. Like basically they're, they're saying where we have like Peter Kavinsky, if he's not emotionally necessarily the most realistic teenager, at least he's a realistic, at least I can person. buy him going to Stanford. I can buy that. Yeah. I, I, I have to buy that this guy gets into Harvard by what I'm shown, but I, it just, it feels like you're just creating an Adonis because you're like, we need an Adonis. We're not going to make him make sense, but he's an Adonis and a Renaissance man. He's basically the Don Juan of of Beverly Hills. But
0: this feels like the romance novel written by a 13-year-old where she's, sorry, thirteen fictional 13-year-old. But you're like, yeah, he does this, 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 and he goes to Harvard. It's like, that doesn't happen even in romance novels. That can't
1: happen. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I, I am going to say at one point in time, Elle gets a popcorn bucket put on her head when they're doing this like hiding from Lee montage. That's gross. Yeah, like, butter. If you've, if you've ever salt. like she's and she just takes it off and she's all cute and stuff. I wanted her greasy and to just be like, oh, gross. But this movie doesn't think about things like this because this movie doesn't care about things like this. No. It doesn't. It doesn't care. It lacks What's a prefrontal your cortex. Um, that's it. My biggest
0: my biggest shot against the movie really is the Harvard thing. Cause I think that it's just beyond the pale stupid.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I think it's a crime that Lee didn't do with a Batman voice when he was dressed as Batman. Right. Um, I think it's a crime that Noah didn't when he was dressed as Batman. I think it's a crime that I have no idea who she is dressed up as unless she is the 1960s wait, I but I wait, just wait, couldn't wait, tell. Wait,
0: at their birthday party.
1: Yeah, in June. I think I think she's supposed to be Catwoman. Their their birthday party is in June, right? Yeah. Why are why is it a costume party? Well, I, that's fine. You can have a costume party whenever you want. It doesn't have to be Halloween, Ryan. It looked Halloween to me. This well, yeah scene, because it's a costume party.
0: I know. Just uh,
1: <sighs> okay. My last thing is it's something that L says in the um in at one point in time to Noah, and she says. Why don't you, let's see, the quote is, it would be nice for you to do something for people who care about you. And she says this at Noah uh, at one point, I forget why she says it, but up until that point in time in the movie, all he's done is try to do something nice <laughs> for people he cares about. I'm not saying he's doing it well, but that's literally all he's done in the movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, I have one other, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's if it's something, if it's a shot or anything, but just some, just some questions. Where are L's other friends? Are you saying her only friend in the entire universe is Lee? No, Ryan.
1: All of her other friends are all the other kids in the school. All <laughs> right, we answered this.
0: <laughs> she has no, she has no interpersonal relationship with any of them, but she just has this like understanding with them that they they good.
1: They're all hanging out with her for their community
0: service hours. <laughs> and is it not weird? For Lee's girlfriend, that Lee has a platonic best friend who's also a girl that he has all of his like, uh, deepest darkest everything with, and is that
1: not a weird Uh, thing for her? Well, well, okay, no, that's fine if it's not a weird thing for her. But I do wanna, I do want that to be like an elephant in the room at one point in time where she's like, no, it's cool, I get it, I have a platonic boyfriend. Yeah, do or (laughs) I, I, I'm fine with that. Like, I had a bunch of people who had like you know, good friends uh, that they could have been attracted to. I think that's fine. I think it's overplayed a little bit in movies. No, no, but, but they're best friends. It's not good friends. They're best of best that's friends. Fi- that's fine because you can be best friends with somebody that is of the opposite sex.
0: Uh, I would put it this way. I love you a lot and I'm very close with you. You're my best friend. I will never be as close with you as I am with Sarah. And that's not because of sex stuff but it's just because I will always be closer to her. That's not what we're talking about I though. know and I know and it's a high school relationship thing and it's it's not that big of a deal but it is one of those things where it's like, "Oh, this is going to be if this can if you guys really are getting along, this is going to be a weird thing for you to figure out." Wait, what are you talking about?
1: Like Lee's basically girlfriend. you're you're saying that eventually Lee's girlfriend would become closer to him than her? I
0: think it would be a weird thing for for Lee's girlfriend to deal with of okay, I'm dating this guy, but he's also best friends with this other girl. It fe- it'll it feel like he's kind of splitting his, like, um, I don't know, energies, devotions, whatever. But it's like he's either going to have to stop being so close to Elle or his girlfriend is going to have to deal with him being really close with another girl.
1: Yeah, I'm saying that that's okay and that happens.
0: Oh, I I think that's really unhealthy, honestly. I think that's that 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 feels like to me that you're holding something back from your significant other
1: wait if you just have so you're saying that you can't be i'm saying that in a a, a close friendship with somebody who is of the opposite sex what i'm is basically what i'm hearing um
0: as close as the movie is telling us not that close where where it's saying they're 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 like best friends you yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I don't think that's, I think that's not. You
1: think it's unhealthy? Yeah, I think that's to gonna, be best friends with somebody of the opposite sex. And you're, I want to hear you say this out loud. Yeah,
0: if you're in a relationship with someone, I don't. It doesn't matter if you're heterosexual, homosexual, any kind of any kind of relationships. But your best friend is never going to that relationship with your best friend is never going to be as close with your lover.
1: Correct. I mean, it depends. It, it depends on like. Whether you're dating for a long time, because they have known each other for 16 years up at the, till this point, mm-hmm. it would take a long time for him to date anybody before they got as close as those two people. Yeah.
0: I'm saying I, I don't see Lee being able to hold L really close and this new girlfriend really close. I think he he would have to kind of like figure out how, where he's going to devote his time. I don't think he can be devoted to both women at the same time.
1: As a I really mean, close I, partner, I, I think this movie. I think this movie hints at the fact that like you do have to s- like slowly divide your time between people that you care about once you start caring about multiple people. Like that, that's kind of towards the end of this movie what it is. But I kind of disagree with your premise. But but my point is
0: they're really best friends. I'm like, well, not for long. Like he's got this girlfriend, like he's kind of moving in a new direction. Like he, he can't be the best friend that you've been expecting him to be anymore. No,
1: I think their best friendship changes. I don't think they stop being best friends though. So in addition to all of that, Lee's girlfriend after like at one point in time, Noah's like, Noah's like, he comes to the prom and he tries to like get her back. And then Lee's girlfriend like chases after, Elle when she like leaves the party. <laughs> she's like, Elle, do you want to talk about it? Even though you and I have never, ever talked before. Yeah. She's like, wait, Elle. Oh, okay. And I thought at certain at point she was going to chase after her and they were going to have a heart to heart. And that was what was going to bring like they were going to tash all of this stuff out that we've been talking about for the last five minutes. But no, it was literally a nothing scene where for some reason she chases after her. It was like the producers were like, well, we've had less women talk in this movie. I guess we'll have a nothing scene with this woman chasing after this woman and we'll call it. We, besides that scene with Molly Ringwald. Yeah. I guess two people were talking not about a boy for a second.
0: I, I guess that's all I'm getting at. It's like, the they can have the relationships that they have. Just acknowledge it. Just like call it what it is, because it's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult. There's gonna be some weirdness to it, but you don't even acknowledge it. Uh, on that note, do you want to take a break? Please. And we're back, and it's trope talk. It's like car talk. Hey, you guys, it's me, the train man. Oh God. Hey, Mr. Oh, train Man. You don't want You don't want to talk to me. What? Well, no, you no. guys. <laughs> hey, wait. Hey. Oh. And
1: take this for good measure.
0: Oh, that was F. You guys. Man, do you think we deserved that? No, I think I think we deserve none of that. What the fuck's this problem? Yeah. Why does F. You guys got to treat us like that?
1: Uh, here, this is what I think we should do. We should um, we should talk to his agent and see if see if he's like having some problems or something because maybe maybe he doesn't come on the show anymore i don't know i think he's i think he's on drugs i think he's on drugs what's a train drug like he's snorting coal
0: yeah yeah he's like taking up coal and smashing it with like a coke bottle and just snorting it straight through straw
1: <laughs> the train f you guys is intense it you guys um, is really intense uh he, when he came back in he did throw down this um this, here I got it this um oh gosh he really <laughs> okay so this is uh it says Ryan's article and then there's an expletive afterwards
0: Ugh, classic with an, F you guys with an, with
1: an s at the end of it I think he's really mad at us um okay um so your article this week for our patreon which you can find at patreon.com backslash romcom gents uh, it's about top five romcom sequels we deserve we deserve uh, our, them. Yeah, we this is these are the ones that you want to have happen. Um mm-hmm. I agree with four out of the five of these. I'm not gonna say which ones. Um I really liked this article. It's really short, it's really sweet. Which which movie would you like me to talk about? Actually, you 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 bring us up the one that you would want to see most.
0: Um Honestly, I did I picked about time because I think <laughs> That's the one I had the problem with. No, because I think it would be a good challenge to see if you can justify a sequel because it Mm. ends so perfectly, but it's one of those things where it's like, if you could pull off a sequel to this movie, I would, I would be, I would buy into it. I would buy, I would buy in.
1: Of all the ones, I think it's the second easiest one to pull off because it's um, like, it's one of the most recent films, but I also think it's kind of perfect. So
0: I know. I know. I'm trying to think of a movie that had a perfect ending, then they made sequels. And it's like, I guess it can have sequels. Speed? No, not Speed. Die Hard? <laughs> the Matrix? Die Hard. I mean, Die Hard is one of those things where it's like uh, John McClane is just a normal cop. And then by the end of the series,
1: he's like super cop. Super cop.
0: The cop. It
1: can't be stopped. Um <laughs> I think the one I'll mention one other one. Uh I love you, man. I would love to see them as dads. Like yeah. that is that is a great sequel idea. Yeah. So come check that out out at our Patreon. Way out there in Trainland. Um, you can also check out our uh bonus episodes, which uh this month we're gonna be doing solo, a Star Wars story. Da 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 da. And um I think we also our like our our listeners have picked next week's movie, haven't they?
0: Yeah, I haven't looked up the results today. What was the uh, what was the grand winner?
1: Can uh, you're a drummer, right? Yeah, I think you know what to do.
0: Crash.
1: <laughs> you didn't have to go all the way to the kitchen to turn on the garbage disposal. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm reaching, I'm reaching. Oh, well, uh, winning by just one vote, Down With Love. Oh. So I know this is kind of a little earlier than we do in most of our episodes, but Down With Love is what we will be watching next week as chosen by the patrons. Sorry, everybody who wanted to do Return to Me. You got to vote in the poll. Now you might be excited to see, uh, another, this is going to be our second, uh, Ewan McGregor film, uh, uh, our second Reese Witherspoon, or I mean, not Reese Witherspoon, uh, Renee Zellweger film as well. Yeah, I think so. But I'm excited because it's our second David Hyde Pierce film. <gasps> <gasps> it's got David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. Oh, you've never seen it? No. Oh, it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, awesome. he's big in it. Love it. Um, he's much more of a character than he is in Sleepless in Seattle. Cool. Okay. So that's great. That's... You know, we just... We we spent a long time bashing this uh this film. I, I think there's... Do we even I think
0: have trope talk? All we've been talking about is no, tropes.
1: No. Uh All we... Like, the whole thing is a trope. That's... We kind of did trope talk in the Hallmark section. Okay. I think what we need to do is... Show it a little bit of love by giving it a rom-com Oscar. Did you like the little
0: spin, that I, the, little, the little Spanish that I threw on that? Oscar. Oh, yeah. Oscar Martinez. Ah, um, the, the best Oscars. <laughs> best. I can't wait. Oh, my God. I'm going to spoil this now. When we do the proposal and it has Oscar from The Office, I'm going to say best. Oh, yeah.
1: Oscar, That's Oscar. <laughs> Oscar, but he doesn't play a character named Oscar. <laughs> I know.
0: Um, okay, you can do this. You can do this. Um, Talk yourself up. Best muscles, because oh my god, that guy is
1: ripped. He is. He and he's. It's not gross because there's gross muscles where it's just like there's muscles on top of muscles. This man is. This like if his face was shaped a little bit different, he could. He could be Batman.
0: What is that? Is it Mean Girls where they're like, her ass is more attractive than my face? No, that is that Mean Girls or is that know. 10 Things I Hate About You? I think- What is that? <laughs> Hello, Brian from the future here. I was wrong both times. I'm quoting How I Met Your Mother from the episode Ted Mosby, Architect. I couldn't find a clip of it, but it's a quote
1: someone says about some girl. Okay. I want to give this movie- Okay, can you help me find this Oscar? Yeah. Can you can you can you bring your shovel with me and dig dig a hole for um, for Noah Flynn and maybe we'll find some treasure there.
0: Yeah, under <laughs> um, the apple
1: box hole. I I think the kissing booth was the wrong title for this movie, and I don't mean that as in it's a bad title because like the movie kind of centers on the kiss that happens at the kissing booth, and it's it's the inception point but i think it's rather obvious and i think this movie has much more to do with the rules of their relationship
0: yeah also i hated that element of
1: the movie because who does that kids kids who grew up together no i i get that a lot like that that's that felt probably one of the most real things to me about this movie
0: i get that about kids but not 17 year olds
1: but yeah, but they grew up together. So it, okay. anyway, it makes sense to me. I felt like the movie was far more about the rules than it was about the kissing booth. And Yeah,
0: yeah definitely, definitely.
1: And I don't think we're going to run into this again. Um, I, I think it's best conceit misused. Because I actually think people trying to abide by rules sets you up for a really good conceit in a film. And it allows for conflict to be like basically easily integrated into the story. But I I do think it was a, a great concept that they sucked the life out of by making it more about the kissing booth than about these rules. Yeah, They could have
0: done what Hitch does at the end where at the beginning of Hitch, he's like, all right, here here are the rules according to me, the date doctor. And then the end of Hitch, he's like, rule number one, actually, you know what? Rules are dumb. I don't know what you need to do. Just go out and find the person that you're supposed to fall in love with. Yeah. And that's what they should have done is that they had the rules that they had to throw out at the end of it because they weren't working for them anymore.
1: I think they should have thrown out all the rules except for the ice cream one because it would have been cute for them to be like, except the ice cream one
0: Yeah. And I think I don't think it's too much to ask of the movie of going in a little bit deeper and saying, "Okay, these rules aren't only like not working for L, but they're also not working for Lee. And like it would have been great to have, like I was saying before, just have a little bit more conflict between L and Lee's new girlfriend and like weaving that kind of weird conflict of like splitting time, splitting Lee's time between the two of them and show like, well, the rules are you have to hang out with me and just like have these things where there's more conflict coming from the sure. rules than actual like, uh, harmony.
1: Speaking of harmony, um, we talked about this a little bit in, uh, to all the boys. There's, there's a sense in high school movies, like in mean girls that it's hard to go through high school sometimes mm-hmm. because high school is just kind of an awkward place. Yeah. It, it really wasn't f- like when they show up at the prom, it's like everybody loves them. They've built a monument to them and their successes. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. to me that, that really sucks. The, the interest I have in ever going back to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think there's like a great concept in this movie somewhere. Um, and so I, I know that's not a very good Oscar, but that's the Oscar I'm giving <laughs>
0: Hey, you know, best, worst, whatever is is good for me on this kind of film. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, uh, but but I I I have a much better answer for who we would fall in love with. So why don't you tell me who we, you and I, would fall in love with? Are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends? The truth of it is, I. Loved you from the first second I met you.
0: But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all.
1: You have bewitched me, body and soul. And I love, and love, and love you. I know. But why don't you tell me?
0: (laughs) Uh, You and I are falling in love together with them?
1: Yeah, because I I bet we're going to pick the same person.
0: I, I guess I'm picking, oh, well, uh, no, I'm picking Lee. I was going to pick Al, but no, Lee's cooler.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, it's going to be Lee. Yeah, Lee for me, too. <laughs> he's he's super cool. He does get butt hurt, but I get it. His brother is super popular and gets everything, and I get why he's I did hurt. like
0: their fight scene,
1: Yeah, where because that
0: was two brothers fighting.
1: That's what yeah. it looks like. They really did like where he pinned him down and he's like, just like at first you're like worried because you're thinking Noah's going to punch him because that would really, I think that would have ended things for uh, him and L, but yeah, like the, the pin you down and say, stop fighting. And I'm going to make you stop fighting by basically stalemating us. Yeah. That felt
0: real. Yeah. Total brother thing
1: okay well we know what we're watching next week we gave this movie some awards but we got to wrap it up because you're editing this movie and we don't have a lot of time this week (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think if I had any other qualms or
0: I mean we kind of got at rewriting the movie is there anything you want to rewrite about the movie
1: you write your first draft with your heart and you rewrite with your head I mean, all I have here is rewrite and dance scene, um, but I feel like we've talked that to death. Um, well,
0: also, the, uh, the prom scene, they're singing Right Here, Right Now by Richard Marks, which is a 1980s song. <laughs> Wrong again. It was Jesus Jones, not Richard Marks. Take it away, Jesus. Right here. And it's like, right after that is Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. And I'm like, these kids listen to music from today, friend. They don't listen to 80s covers. Or maybe I'm really misinformed, and today's teenagers only listen to cover songs. But it really felt like the filmmakers, okay, maybe not the director, but the filmmakers thought right here, right now would be a great prom song.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and like the, the band that's playing, like we've get, we get save Ferris in 10 things I hate about you. And like, I, maybe this band is popular, but they focus on them for a second as if saying, see, we have a band (laughs) and then they drift away and it's like, well, the fun thing about bands in high school movies is like, whoa, you got a band and it's this band. How cool is that? How did right? you get
0: that band? Like 10 things I hate about you does the work of like saying Julia styles is really into save Ferris. Like they get that in the movie earlier. And when they, she shows, sees them, she's like, Holy shit, they're here. Yeah,
1: And like, if, if this was for instance, 2004 and they were in the same place in like, you know, Hollywood beach area, um, it would, this band would have been like Rooney or somebody, right. Or and like, they would have been like, Holy 5. crap, Rooney or like maroon 5 I, like, yeah. it's i like mean they could probably super afford rich. maroon 5 yeah but it's like um, yeah that's my cousin did you notice that the airport at the end of the movie was the same one in uh, enough Said? <laughs> was it where they say goodbye to the daughter
0: <laughs> oh did you did you uh did you appreciate that when he was leaving for harvard his parents didn't even go with him to say goodbye they he just left for Harvard. No big deal. Not not going to have he has like a backpack. He's like, yeah, this is all my stuff. Like he doesn't he doesn't look like he's going to college. It looks like he's doing an overnight trip to Vegas or something.
1: Yeah, who's going to pick up his clothes? Like did he even like, think about bringing <laughs> Molly Ringwald with? Them? <laughs> like what is going on? Um okay, the I mean, okay, the other if I was going to rewrite this movie, I'd write it without the um I don't know how you'd get through the rules without the narration, but I would have gotten through the rules with narration at the beginning of the movie. And then I would have left the narration behind until maybe you wanted to bookend it at the end, because I think this adage is completely true and it felt completely true the entire movie. If you have to say it, maybe it's not true. Mm. Like there were times where like she would say something about. That's
0: really good advice. If you have to say it, maybe it's not true. I love that.
1: In film anyway, like almost every single time she let us know something, it was like, it feels like you're trying to convince me of whatever this fact is.
0: I mean, that's proven where she's like, yeah, Molly Ringwald is like my other mom. If you have to tell us. Exactly. It's not
1: true. Probably not true. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I think uh, let's stop punching this movie. It doesn't it doesn't deserve any more than we've already given it.
0: <laughs> well, like you've said in another podcast episode, this movie was extremely not for you. And I'd say this movie for me at least was extremely not for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, this movie this movie had so much potential in my mind as I was watching it. I was like, "Oh, you guys almost no. Well, ah, uh, no. You made a wrong choice." But next week's movie, I have a feeling that we're going to have a lot more fun. Cool. I had cool. fun.
0: <laughs> Did you? I, I had I had fun watching this movie because either way, it got a reaction out of me. Like,
1: yeah, with okay, the f- that's
0: fair. With the first to all the boys, I'm like, this is fine, <laughs> it's inoffensive and fine, but there's nothing for me to like really interact with other than the nice stuff happening on screen. And by the third to all the boys, like, ah, I'm enjoying this. But the first one was like, eh, good enough, I guess. This one's like, you're getting a strong reaction out of me, but I like strong reactions. <laughs>
1: Do you think, um, this is going to follow a similar trajectory of the, two all the boys films where it just gets better and better? Or do you think this is going to take a mad left hook? Because I'll tell you what the second, do you want to know like what the second movie is about? Yeah. Tell me like he's off at Harvard and she's still in high school and, ah, they're still dating, but she's met this other guy that she's become friends with and now she's kind of having feelings for him and she just doesn't know who to pick. The guy she's dating that's really hunky or this new guy. Does that sound familiar to you, Ryan? Is his name John, Man- John Ambrose? Yeah, there you go.
0: It's basically- <laughs> Wait, is it actually I John thought- Ambrose? They no, should have done no. that. They should have just cast him yeah.
1: anyways. It, he's like the Bellamy of the, the 2010s. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm here. Oh, uh, Ryan. Um, I love you. Like, I mean, we don't see it, but I I love you like Noah must love working out. <laughs> <laughs> I love you like
0: Lee loves finding the right kind of shirt to get the right kind of girl.
1: Which is a lot. And this is where we will say Goodbye. Ryan and Kelly must bid you adieu. Thank you for listening to our review. Rate and subscribe, we'll even take a bribe. See you next week on The Gentleman's Guide. To rom Hey, welcome to the after-credits. Um, if you watched the movie all the way through, then you definitely saw the after-credits scene which I turned this thing different. off I didn't watch any of it. You didn't watch it? I couldn't Ryan, stand it. A- you missed it. Okay. Do you know what it was? No. It it wasn't like it wasn't like what happened afterwards. It was literal scenes. It was literal deleted scenes from the movie.
0: Yeah, no, I saw I was like, okay, these are outtakes. But, I but I don't care. No,
1: no, no, it's not outtakes. Like this I, I need to impress upon you how weird it was. Because what they were showing us was scenes from the movie we didn't get. Like, where
0: just apropos of nothing deleted scenes.
1: Ryan, I want you to uh, go find it and watch it right now. Ugh. She's doing her mark. I'm going to just
0: basically do a live commentary for you sure. as I'm going through this. Plastics. What? People <laughs> dancing for some reason.
1: It's it. I'm... It's just scenes from the movie we didn't get. It's just a montage of deleted scenes. (laughs) I know. Keep watching. Describe what's going on now.
0: Uh, They're doing some improv. There's girls kissing on a beach, which is yearbook guy. Hey. (laughs) Uh, Laughing. Are these outtakes or deleted scenes? Oh, car wash time. Oh, 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 man. (laughs) More DDR. Because what else are you going to do? Oh, she fell over and saw his junk? I can't tell. Are they outtakes or deleted scenes?
1: They're they're deleted scenes. They're scenes I would have rather had in the movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I feel like
0: they only did one take for every scene. It's like, yep, yeah, let's get it. We move on. Making out. Now her little brother's in there. Jumping on a bed because that's what you like to do in your oh, sister's. Oh, he's gonna room. fart
1: soon. Watch. What? Did you see the fart?
0: Yeah. Oh, flapjacks <laughs> time. <laughs> Playing video games with braces.
1: And she beats everybody, right?
0: Good for her. Because when you're She's, drunk, you're really awesome? good at video games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, this movie did a lot to make us want to like her, huh? <laughs> uh
0: oh, piggyback rides. Oh, Mr. a lot of <laughs> baseball practice. What is... Oh, my God. They have the, the je ne sais quoi of the Moulin Rouge editing. It's just... Oh, uh, she want a bear. <laughs> <laughs> what? He just said play with her boobies
1: later. I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, you. I would have rather had that in the movie. Showing that up was growing funny. up. Good Lord.
0: <laughs> what is this?
1: Uh, this was the stuff that was too hot to handle for regular Netflix.
0: Do I still have to be watching this? Oh, she's dancing in a towel. May I remind you, minor, underage, dancing in a towel. Okay. It's fine. It's it's not sexy.
1: It's just her dancing. Uh, uh, why did I have to go through that? Oh, well, so now do you see how bizarre that was? That was bizarre. Like, I've never seen another movie that was like, oh, these were the scenes that we decided not to include for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to show them to you now afterwards. There was
0: a much worse <laughs> movie laying in the cutting room floor. I think, oh, what we've
1: discovered here is the fact that that they don't have a dvd and so there's no place to watch deleted scenes anymore so they're like i guess we have to put these in the credits
0: i guess netflix find a better way to do this you're netflix <laughs>